everyone. It is your DM Adam here. I wanted to pop in really quick at the beginning here and just let you all know that we did have a little bit of an issue with Merlin, aka Dustin's audio at the beginning where it was actually recording with his laptop mic instead of his mic. But I started the Zoom recording uh, about, I think, 11 minutes or so into this episode. So he doesn't say a whole lot using the bad mic, but it does get better. Even on the Zoom, it's not 100%, but uh, it's not not terrible. Um, So I just wanted to give you all a heads up. uh, And with that out of the way, enjoy tonight's episode. Welcome, everybody, to episode 16 of Halfway to Heroes. Guys, who's going to kick off and say what happened last episode? All tricks! (laughs) (laughs) I knew my name was going to get called. Um... (laughs) So we went to, we were still in Ubo's hometown, I believe, right? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, we were still in Ubo's hometown. We left his parents' house after all that crazy shit went down. I, I want to point out, it's not really a town. It's just his parents living out in the jungle by so, themselves. <laughs> so his parents' home jungle, all right? We left his parents' house, and we went over to the ice castle that was there, where the orb... You know, the stuff that the orb does was was kind of going down. Uh, we found a big giant ice castle. And we got into a big gigantic fight with some ice dude. I can't remember. <laughs> just ice. Like. Just ice. He was like a big ice monster. <laughs> then we just broke down the door and went inside. I think that was it. And then we got in and it was Ubo's old friend named Rux. 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 That's what it was. Yeah, it was Rux's tower. And he was pretty cool. He was nice. He gave us the orb back. He wasn't a dick. Well, uh, hey, he didn't just hand over this orb just willy-nilly. Oh, no, yeah. he gave us a bunch of really tough, really tough puzzles that we had to solve. Snow, snow, snow. Snowflakes, or snow, whatever it was. Uh, he joined us, didn't he? Did he come with us? Yeah. Yeah, you guys talked him into it. And- yeah, he's like part of the group now because he's cool. We liked him. Yeah. That should have probably been a persuasion check or something, but yeah, I think he's <laughs> with you guys now. He's just part of the group now, man. We grew it. There's a there's a fifth person now. Um, and then yeah, we got the orb, so everything was done. We left the ice castle. Now we are heading back. Yeah, yeah, I think you nailed it. Um, we ended with uh you all heading back uh towards Brightbank with your second orb you have collected, the snow orb, and you've got Klug with you as well. And, uh, so the, the journey from Ice Castle to, uh, Port Shemaria is not super long. Uh, you guys can make that in about a day. Uh, if you guys remember, you woke up pretty early and had breakfast at Ubo's parents' house. So when you actually made it to the Ice Castle and back, uh, you guys could actually make it like in one day, just the same path you took through the, the thick, dense jungle you all can make follow your same track back and make it back to port shamaria and yeah yeah the uh floating pizzeria i think is what the ship was called (laughs) you do see it at dock with all of its band-aids and um patchwork jobs on uh all of its hull uh still standing in all of its glory waiting for you because you guys have only been gone she gave us 48 hours i think yeah, she gave you guys 48 hours. I think you guys have been gone about 30 hours now. Um, so you guys are well in that window. So uh, good on you all. Um, but but yeah, so we made this arrangement. You guys can uh, board up. Uh, anybody want to do anything like on the seven-day journey back to Brightbank? Yeah, I think I think we should just have a heart-to-heart with Klug. See if, you know... He's got some details about how everything went down. Do you want to pick a night like that you would... I want it to be brought up that me like all four of us me merlin clyde and ubo have just kind of been talking about how things have just been going kind of too easy how about on night one uh we have you four without klug just kind of because we haven't had a lot of time where like i it's my fault i've been giving you guys a lot of time to like chat in character i haven't given you guys enough time in character to like really chat about what's happening so how about night one we'll do that and then night two we'll say that you guys all approach clue boom does that sound good perfect all right so night one you guys are all hanging out in uh one of the cabins you guys have two but 
we'll have you guys all in a cabin. It's private. Nobody else is in here. So it's just you four. So if you any anything you guys want to like bring up about the mission so far, uh, we can just we can have it all out here. Hey y'all. Hey, what's up? Hey. Huh. No, I want to <laughs> run something by you. What's up? So, uh, huh? <laughs> you guys, uh, you feel like these, uh, there's not a whole lot in these missions trying to find these orbs? I don't know. It's pretty hard. Hmm. I don't I don't know about hard. It's been pretty easy to find. It seems like it's just been pretty cut and dry. Just, just, we know where they're at. We go get it. There's not really too much, too much resistance. And also, have you found it weird that both orbs have been in, you know, where the first one was where you were from, Clyde. Now we went to Upo's hometown. I wonder yeah. if the other, <laughs> the other orbs are going to be in, you know, familiar places as well. And why is Klug just telling us where they're at? I don't know. I don't think we got the full story of why he took the orbs in the first place. He took them and dispersed them out, and now he's helping us find them. Right. So if he took them and got rid of them, why would he be helping us to get them back to the school? Also, this whole weird shit with the illithid and the alien stuff that uh, you know Floppy Joe was telling us about, it just seems weird that all this is popping back up. I mean, it's been 30 years at least since any sighting of the Illithids. And now all this stuff happened with Ubo's parents. Yeah. Conveniently when the orbs went missing. I don't know. Something just doesn't feel right about this. Merlin, what do you think about all this? Well, I think it's weird. Why are we getting the the orbs when there's Illithid afoot? We should be looking for the Illithids. We're not 100% sure what they're up to. Yeah, we just Floppy Joe... Flappy Joe just told us that some of the stuff we've seen, like the lights in the sky and some of the technology that we've seen at Ubo's parents and stuff, is. Yeah, we're not sure where they are or what they're doing or who they're in cahoots with. Well, what are the. What's the point of the orbs, though? It's for some silly school that we graduated and, you know, like. They can help us out, man. Something. Something's not jiving with me about the whole thing. I mean, right as soon as school closes and we graduate, all of a sudden these orbs and the secret vault pop up. The orbs go missing. I know we found out Klug took them, but why? And he dispersed them at all of our hometowns. And now, and now they want them back, and Klug is helping us bring them back. I think we need to. I think we need to pull Klug in at some point and talk to him before we get back. And I think it would be wise. If we held on to this orb before just handing it back over to Professor Wake. Well, that would be a good idea, but we really need some money. We should try and figure out a plan to where we can turn it in and steal it back. If we can if we can convince Klug to help us, if he's really on our side, he can access the vault. He knows how to get there. He's been in there with Professor Wake. And he obviously took the orbs the first time. Maybe we can use him to help get the orbs back out of the vault and back in our possession. And I got Wake in my back pocket. I could just tell her. I don't I don't know if you guys are as close as you think you are, Clyde. Yeah. <laughs> I mean we'll go with that, but let's <laughs> let's I really think I, I don't know, guys. I really think we should we should pull Clue in and talk to him. What if we get decoy orbs? Hey, we could always go see <laughs> we could always go see that one guy back in Flanderdash. And his yeah. boy that had them orbs, the little snow, snow globes, and we just break the bases off of them and polish them up. I said we do that, man. I, I don't think we're being told the whole truth about these missions mm-hmm. that we're going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think Clue's a big part of this. We should, uh, I say we interrogate them. Let's just call tonight. Everybody get some sleep. Tomorrow, we'll kind of work on them and easy man, make them feel real welcome and part of the group. And then... We'll bring them in and we'll question them tomorrow night when everybody else All retires. Right. Are we going to bed? Agreed. Oh. Oh. <laughs> so, all right. So we'll be in Uba's room, which I believe Uba was with Altrex, I think. I think, yeah. I think. Yeah, I think on the way here, it was Uba and Altrex. So that means uh, Clyde and Merlin, you all have to head over to your room. Catch some sleep. I'm going to sneak out. 
Wait, what? I'm going to sneak out my room. <laughs> what for? Are you going to drive the boat again? <laughs> no. I'm going to go find Klug. I'm just going to stand over him until he wakes up. Klug was in one of your two's rooms, like sleeping in the corner, and I don't remember which room. He was in the opposite room of what we were in. Okay, yeah. I'll say, Okay, so he's with uh, you and Merlin. Yeah, he's in the closet. Just remember, Johnny... <laughs> If you're standing over, remember you gotta you gotta make him feel real nice and welcome to the group. So he'll be nice and loose when he goes <laughs> to talk to us later. I will. Uh, we'll say that Klug is in uh, Merlin and Clyde's room together, and he's sleeping on the floor. Uh, in that case, like I'm just like on the very edge of the bed, <clears throat> but I'm just staring at him, waiting okay. for him to wake up. Like into the morning. <laughs> oh my yep. god! So Clyde, you just uh, chilling like that till the morning? Nope. I'm just waiting till he wakes up. All right. Next day, everybody wakes up. Uh, Klug wakes up with a start as he sees Clyde just staring at him. Hey, hey buddy. <laughs> hey. Oh. Hey. Hey. Got something for you. <laughs> Hope you like it. What? Follow <laughs> what me. Is- Follow me. I don't wanna. <laughs> Are we are we doing it in our room or another room? Uh, we, well, remember we're going to talk to him at nighttime. So, like during the day, during the day we're just making him feel like an oh. old chum and yeah. You know, tell him like, hey, you don't have to carry the bags today. Kick back and relax. We we'll get you a glass of lemonade. <laughs> yeah. You know? Okay. Okay. Yeah. You don't got to do shit today, buddy. Just relax. Take it in. Rox eventually during the day comes up to Ubo like, uh, Ubo, what? What should I be doing? Should I be like doing something? <laughs> nah, man. <laughs> just, I don't know why I'm here, to be honest. Because you're my buddy. Well, yeah, I, I like you a lot and everything, but like, I just don't know. Have a toot toot. Okay, toot toot. Okay, well, that was like three <laughs> seconds. Now I don't know what I do. You can uh, just, you know, go around and steal shit. Okay, should we make a game of it? Like, yeah, let's yeah. see who can steal the most stuff. Yeah, and then bring it back to me. And then we're gonna like compare who who stole the most stuff. Yes. Yeah. Okay, we'll do that. Okay. All right. All right. One, two, three, go. And he takes off running. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if nobody else wants to do anything else throughout the day, we'll uh, we can fast track to the night with the clue combo. What was Klug, what was Klug's response to him being able to just chill and not have to do shit all day? S- sweating bullets. He fucking hates this. He has no idea what you guys are doing. <laughs> all throughout the day, we're just walking by, like, "Hey, Klug, what's up, buddy?" Yeah. Every time you do that, he's just like, <laughs> like, like, I give him a hard pat on the shoulder, like, "Hey, buddy." He knows something's up. The sun sets. You guys are day two back on your journey home. And you pull him into uh, again Ubo's cabin or Ubo and I'll track this cabin. Huh? Uh what? What can I help you all with? Uh, we uh, we have a couple questions we wanted to ask you. Yeah. Okay. So, I told you everything. I no, I think. Yeah, but did you? I think so. so get, come here. Come have a seat. Come here. Okay. He says we'll we'll ask the questions here. Okay. So, what, what you told us why you took the orbs? Okay, you were something about the school was closing. You didn't want it to see it go. There would be a mission, and we'd have to keep it open, and you know, trying to save the school. But I just don't feel like you're telling the truth there. That's that's why I did it. I thought that you know, there is calamity out in the world. They would need the academy still, and I'd still have a job. You were Professor Wake's right-hand man, and you betrayed her by stealing the very things she trusted you to keep safe. Now, I don't think that you would have done that to be a bad person. Are you sure there was nothing else that persuaded you to take those orbs? I mean, it was betray her... As her right-hand man, or just not be her right-hand man anymore. Look at me. What am I going to do if the school closes down? Do you you think there's a lot of work out there for goblins like me? People still 
hate us. Plenty of hotels that needs bags carrying. Yeah, if it stays open, you're not going to have a job, though. Well, why not? She stole the fucking orbs. Well, nobody knows that but us four. Professor Five. Wake doesn't even know. I'm telling. Well, it's, well, yeah, if you guys tell on me, that'd be a pretty narc thing to do, but... So, listen, okay, I want you to be straight up with me here. What do you know about Professor Wick as far as, you know, did you notice anything different through the through the time you spent at the school? Had she ever changed? Has she always been the same? Or, uh, you know, did you notice anything strange with her? No, I mean, part of the reason why I love my job is Professor Wake. I mean, she's everything. She's She's the epitome of a good leader. She's the ideal hero. Did she ever order you to do anything out of the ordinary? Strange missions that you just didn't think at the time was weird, but now thinking back might have been a little strange. No, she's just, it's always had a clear purpose with a clear goal. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better leader. Uh, inside him? Yeah, I was, gonna, I was actually going to say do an inside check. Yeah. 14. Oh, yeah, I'll roll, because I just rolled a nat 20. Yeah, all tracks. Uh, You're reading him over, and it definitely seems like he genuinely cares for Headmaster Wake, and he genuinely believes that she's just, like, on this level above anybody else. She's, like, so far and beyond everybody else that he just places her up on this pedestal. I believe you, Klug. I do. But I have a favor to ask of you. And in order to have this favor done, or in order for you helping us with this favor, I promise to keep your secret that you were the one who stole the orbs so that you won't lose your job. But this is pretty serious. So I would need your word that you're going to stick to the plan. What's the... I mean, what's like, what's the, what's the gig? What's the? You know the ins and outs of that vault. Obviously, you've been in there tons Wait, of times. You must agree first. So none of you th- th- four are gonna rat me out. We give you our word. Uh, uh, I'm telling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the Uba's gonna tell on me. So like, <laughs> no, no, we won't. No, we won't. Ubo, Ubo promises he'll keep his mouth shut. Ubo. Oh, I'm telling. <laughs> okay, well, no. <laughs> All right, well, then we're just going to tell him. I won't tell. Week. I won't tell. You pinky promise, Ubo. Pinky promise. Do you have a pinky? I don't know. I'll toot toot on it. Toot toot. Toot toot on it. All right, toot toot on it. You have our word. I'm waiting for the toot toot. Toot toot. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, I guess I have, like, nothing. I guess I have to agree to it. All right. If I lose my job, I lose everything. All right, Klug. You know the ins and outs of this vault. Clearly, you've been in there dozens of times. You've even hundreds. stolen the... Hundreds, hundreds of times. You've even yeah. stolen the orbs from that vault. I misplaced them, but yeah. Well, whatever whatever terminology you want to use, okay? Whatever makes you sleep at night. <laughs> okay, we need access to that vault. But we can't be caught. We need to get in there without being detected, especially by Headmaster Wake. I mean, I'm sure she like changed things up since she relieved me of my vault duties, but you know how to get there. That's what we need. I know how to get there. I don't know. I might know a few things about how to get in, but I'm just saying she may have added stuff since I've been there. Well, you're her right-hand man, and she still trusts you because she doesn't know what you did. So maybe when we get back, you can get the details on the up security and everything that's going on with the vault. What are you guys going to do when you get in there? Uh, You don't worry about that. That's the only stipulation. I am worried about that. There's a lot of dangerous stuff in there. You just need to trust me, Klug. This could be the matter of the school being saved or everything going to shit. It's a matter of death and death. 
That sounds terrible, Clyde. <laughs> Dick Clyde, I got reason with you. That sounds terrible. All right. It's a matter of life and death, Clue. We need your help. And I promise if you help, you won't have to carry everybody's bags anymore. My package is so bad. It hurts so bad. I would love that. So do we have a deal? Yeah, I mean, I, I can't lose my job. All right, so, perfect. Tomorrow night, I want you to meet us back in the room here, and we're going to sketch out everything you know. We need to know how to get in, where to go in the vault. We need to plan this out. I mean, we could do it tonight. I mean, we're all here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to stretch out over the seven-day journey, you know? <laughs> we can montage it. <laughs> so, get to work, Clug. All right, and uh, does anybody have any, like, parchment or anything? Ubo. Do I have parchment? I don't know. You probably got, like, some stuff that you, like, draw blueprints and stuff yeah. on, I'd imagine. Mm, I just pull a piece of my shell off, and it's like a chalkboard on the other side. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, why is it so sticky? Oh, don't ask. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay, let's get to it. And he he starts sketching, and uh, he first sketches out this uh, this entrance way that says, okay, well, right here it's just simple steel doors can't get in. There's like no locks to pick or anything. You cannot get in unless you have the keypad access code. Now it was always my birthday, but she might have changed it, so I don't know. What, I don't know. What's your birthday? You really have to ask that, Altrex. Yes. Altrex, I've been giving you birthday presents for four years now. Yeah, that's my you birthday. don't know my birthday. That's that's my birthday. I don't you know, know what? It. If you guys don't know my birthday, then I don't know if I want to go through with this. Well, I <laughs> guess you're just going to lose your job and possibly go to jail. Okay, it's it's 10-16-14-92. <laughs> okay? Okay. Why, I don't know why you're laughing. Did you think I was older, younger? <laughs> I just, you know, that's just a weird date to pull out. But <laughs> <laughs> It's my birthday. What do you mean it's a weird date? Okay. All right. Yeah, beyond that. All right. Back to matters at hand. So after you put in whatever the code is, I I doubt you're still using my birthday. But 1493. Okay. That was wrong. And would definitely get a silent alarm raised if you enter the wrong access code. I I failed to mention that. You put in the wrong access code, it's going to raise a a silent alarm to her, and she's going to know right away. Um, But if we can get past that door with or without, somehow with the access code, then there's a long hallway covered in lasers. They hurt to shit if you touch a laser. Where does this silent alarm go off at? It, it's a device she wears with her, so it goes directly to Headmaster Wake. How how long is this hallway of lasers? About 50 foot to 70 feet, something around there. I don't know, but I'm really, I'm really small, so I can get through them real easy. I did not toot my own horn, but... Is there a way to shut them off? She never told me that. She's always made me go through it. I got burnt once or twice, but... I learned my ways. <laughs> you get through those, get to the end. Only my handprint or Wake's handprint will get you in the last set of steel doors. And then you're in the vault. Hmm. All, oh, by the way, all of this is th- only accessible through a hidden trap door in Headmaster Wake's office. So we got to get in there too, by the way. But if we can do all that, we could get to it. So so you're going with us. I forgot to tell you that part of the deal. I mean, I think we should like sweeten the deal for that, for like adding on to that. I'll give you two gold. That's like a lunch for me. I eat a lot. Then I'll buy you lunch. Those lasers really fucking hurt. And she might have like changed the orientation of them. And I might not be able to get through them without getting my butt burned off. Ah, Klug. Okay. Listen. Um, need I remind you. I'm just saying we need to like sweeten the deal a little bit more. How about like we get rid of rocks? Listen. 
What? I can throw you 50 feet. Why we got to get rid of rocks? I mean, just two goblins in the same group. Doesn't it seem a little crowded? I don't know, Klug. He's a pretty good dude. Yeah, but like, you know, goblin, goblin. You trying to tear this family apart, man. Like, look, Clyde. What would you think if there's another Goliath stomping about? Cool. No, you wouldn't. You'd be like, oh, <laughs> man, he's half an inch taller than me. Oh, blah. I think it'd be pretty cool to have another Goliath. No. Barbarian. And I don't have these cool riddles like Rux does. I don't like I think we should get rid of them. I don't, I don't think we should have Rux in here with us. I have a different idea. Okay. If you agree to do this with us, and it's successful, and we get what we need and get out without being detected. What do we need? Are we, we're not stealing stuff, right? No. No. That's, that's none of your concern. Okay. <laughs> if we get, get what we need and everything's successful, you can stay at the school with Headmaster Wake instead of being dragged on any more adventures with us. Do your job. You don't I have to come. That was with already us. part of the deal. Oh no. no, no. Part of the deal is we don't tell on you, man. Yeah, that was the only stipulation. Wouldn't you love to just be back at your job, back at your post next to Headmaster Wake, not having to worry about nothing? Here's my bottom line. After we do this, you all say that I am responsible for collecting the snow orb. I I did some heroic. Shit, and I'm the one that saved something. Something along the lines where, like, it like fell to me, and I'm the one that like initial like pulled it off. You guys can all get your pay too, but like, I want the credit for like. I mean, as long as I get paid, I don't really give a shit. You can you can take all the credit you want. How about we just say that he arm wrestled Rux for it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't care as long as it's like I get like the glory of it. That'll redeem you and Professor Wake's eyes, I think. So, deal, deal, deal. Okay, well, what do you guys want to do for like the next five days while we're on this boat? <laughs> Montage it. He's a maniac, maniac. <laughs> you guys just doing like fucking speed yoga. Or what's that aerobics just around the deck? Some Zumba. <laughs> we all got sweatbands on. Bicycling. Sweatbands. Everyone's getting buff. <laughs> and we make it to shore of Brightbank, the city of Brightbank. Captain Ballesteros waves you all uh, goodbye. Where do you all want to go now from here? You four and Rux and Klug. Fuck, how much did I tell Ballesteros I was going to pay her for that? Did I we already pay her? I think it was 50 gold. I you would have had to have paid her on the day that you got back. Okay, all right, that works then. Ah, it's good to be home. Hey everyone, hope you're enjoying today's episode of Halfway to Heroes. This is a really fun interlude, and I'm hoping you all are enjoying it as much as we did. Um, I want to let you know that one of our affiliates, uh, Dice Envy, uh, you can head over to bit.ly slash halfway to dice. Uh, that will get you access to their site through our affiliate link, which will help us out if you purchase anything using that link. And guess what? They now have wooden dice. Uh, so at the moment, I am seeing three different sets of wooden dice. A paddock wood, zebra wood, and ebony wood. And all three of these dice look insane. Uh, I'm particular to the zebra wood dice myself, but they all look great. You should go over and check that out as well. Uh, again, that is bit.ly slash halfway to dice. Also, Dustin Merlin has reopened his Etsy shop. So we haven't been talking about his Etsy shop a lot because he has been in, uh, having it on vacation mode while he got ready for a catacon. But it is now open again and he has free shipping until I think it's November 30th of this month. So you can head over to either Etsy.com slash shop slash Ironclaw Relics or bit.ly slash Ironclaw Relics. 
He makes wooden dice trays, dice vaults, wands, a bunch of really cool stuff. Uh, now's the perfect time to grab it for a gift for the holiday season. Uh, so definitely go and check that out. All right, I'm going to let you all get right back to this episode. Uh, enjoy the end of it. And I cannot wait for the next episode going out in two weeks. Uh, thank you all for listening, by the way. And I will talk to you at the end of the episode. Bye, everybody. Just go straight back to the school. I'm gonna go get some food. That sounds good. I'm tired of eating a fucking fish. Where would you like to go to eat? Um, Wendy's. Yeah. <laughs> uh, would you guys like to go to uh, the flask and the sword, the flaming wand, the watering hole, Wayfinder's Rest? Uh, There's nothing like a Burger King. I'm going to a flaming wand. I heard they have good steaks. Okay. All right, I'm all right with that. Are there any seafood <laughs> places? <laughs> uh, the Flaming Wand also has seafood. All right, cool. They're actually, uh, the majority of their menu is actually seafood. They got surf and turf, man. What does everybody eat? I kind of want to get like an idea of like what your guys' like, palates are. I want to try a steak just because I've never okay. had one before. Yeah. I'm going to get a poison ivy smoothie. Poison <laughs> ivy smoothie. That's gonna, yeah, okay. That's going to take them a minute to get... Round what's, up. what's the indigenous farm animals around here? Uh, cows. Okay, so there's beef. There is beef. Yeah, I didn't want to get like a fucking a lizard steak or some shit. No, yeah, <laughs> they've got like regular farm animals. Uh, they got some more like exotic D and D creatures too. Uh, they've got like a chimera steak, but that's super pricey. You're looking at like four gold a steak for that. I'll pay it. I'll try. Oh it. shit! Okay. I'll pay it too just to try it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they've only got like one butchered chimera, so it's like steak from the same chimera that you two are eating. So you both get one butt cheek. <laughs> one butt cheek each. <laughs> hey, are the are the funky four in here too, by chance? Uh, no. So you guys have been back in town for a couple hours now, just kind of walking around, making it to the uh the flaming wand. You guys haven't seen the Funky Four around anywhere. Does the does the owner of the Flaming Wand do they know Professor Wake really well? Uh, you, like the owner's not here. Uh, you could ask like the barkeep. Yeah, the barkeep. The, the, uh, right. Do you know? Do you know Professor Wake from up at the academy? Uh it's a half orc uh, man. He's a academy. <laughs> well, academy. The, hey, the school, the school up the road, the the school for training for magic and all that stuff. Magic, magic steak. <laughs> no, not magic steak, just magic. Oh God, he's gonna charge you like a fortune for some kind of magic steak. Look, okay, you need to just put all this food, especially these really expensive steaks, on the tab of the school called the Grimoire Academy or Scrimoire Academy, whatever it's called. <laughs> That's a good idea. You buy magic steak? The school is buying magic steak. In fact, there's a little short green goblin that'll be coming in here in about 20 minutes. He's from the school. He'll take care of everything. You buy magic steak? You school? Well, how much is this magic steak? Four gold per steak. And what's so magic about it? Dace magic. I thought it was dry. That's extra four gold. <laughs> so look, I'm just gonna I'm gonna walk back towards the door. Steak's already eaten. And it was actually really hey, delicious. You pay. Oh, hang on. Klug. Klug's gonna be coming in. All right. Uh so, he's lagging behind with those bags. <laughs> I'm just I need him to just walk in the door is all I need him to do. No, you pay. <laughs> Magic steak, you pay. School, you pay. Yeah, the school's gonna pay. Okay. You school. I'm not the school. You school, you pay. <laughs> I am not the school. Pay. <laughs> and he holds out his hand. <laughs> I'm just going to slap it as hard as I can. No, gold. Uh-oh. 
Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I might be able to help you out here. What you got? Because you know, you know what I got. I got a fucking alchemy jug. <laughs> oh, it does have an alchemy jug. What's that going to do? splash acid on him. <laughs> splash acid on him? Oh, God. Oh, God. Uh, kill the barkeep. We can give him some beer, some mayonnaise, vinegar, fresh water, salt water, wine. Guard. Guard. <laughs> School Wait, no pay. Hey, I'll give you a gallon of wine for his steak. That's like one gold. No, this wine is worth five gold. No, one gold. No, five gold. One. What about five? What about mayonnaise? Five. What about, what about mayonnaise? Ooh, mayonnaise. Five gold mayonnaise. Okay, I'll give you one gallon of mayonnaise. Okay, then five more gold under the steak. I'm going to cast what? a suggestion on them. You said right, four two gold. Steak, two steak, ten, uh, eleven. Wait, first of all, there are four gold. Twelve, eight, nine. I'm casting suggestion on him. He's going to, I'm going to ask him to pay for our steaks and add an extra to go in a doggy <laughs> bag. Okay. Uh, what's your DC? Uh, it's 16. Wisdom. Fuck. You got a 15 minus one. <laughs> uh, ooh. Uh, one more steak. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> one more steak. Be right back. And he yeah, goes to the back go. room. And he comes back with a brown paper bag rolled up. Free steak. For school. Fuck yeah, Merlin. Good job. Thank you. You have a nice day He probably now. pooped in the bag. <laughs> I'm going to check it on my way out. Uh, this is oh, a big bad. turd. No, it's a steak. It's a steak. Is it a magic one? Magic steak. I'm going to look for Klug and toss him the doggy bag. Who? Klug. Okay. Why? He's got to eat. Merlin, what'd you eat? I ate a steak. Did you not hear me? No. Yeah, I ate a steak. Okay. Uh, we ready to head back to campus now? Yeah, let's get back up there. <laughs> okay, we head back to campus. What are we? What are we doing? What's the plan? What do you all w- want to accomplish heading back to campus? So we need to give the ore back to get paid. I'm going to tell on Klug. <laughs> I think you should. I think you should wait until we at least get into the vault. Yeah, and then, then I'll tell him. Yeah, save it for the end. Klug's nowhere near us, right? He can't hear us. <laughs> oh, he's always like, like five minutes behind you guys from carrying this big bag. That's that's far enough away to not hear anything. I don't want to give her the orbs. I know we've, we've, we made this plan and we're, we're going to get the other orb back so we have them all together, but we have to turn this in to get paid. Uba, you still have the orb? Yes. We need to take it to Professor Wake. Okay. I'm going to look back and see the clue still behind us. Yeah, trailing behind a couple, uh, couple yards behind you all. Mound of bags just with floppy green ears sticking out. Last time you got to do this, Klug. Just remember the plan. Uh, you see a, a thumb stick out from the pile of bags. All right, so I think that covers our journey to the school grounds. We got to go straight to her office. We got to turn this thing in. Okay, okay. Uh, so you all head to Headmaster Wake's office. Uh, opening the door, uh, the office looks much like the last time you all were in here. Uh, you see Headmaster Wake... Behind her desk, reading over, it's just this mound of of papers, this big stack of papers. And she looks up and says, you all are back? I wasn't expecting you back so soon. What? How was it? Was it? Who had the orb? Where was the orb? It was was on the island of Stratu. Well, yeah, I like sent you there. I knew that. Then why'd you ask? (laughs) Like, like. What did a person have it, or was it just like sitting somewhere? No, a fucking tree took it. Okay, yeah, maybe I don't yeah. know. No, I'm telling you, a tree took it. Okay, was it like a talking tree or something? It was a stupid tree. <laughs> what? With legs? We we got it. We got it back. Here's we we have it with us. Okay, well I'm trying to like collect data on like who's capturing these orbs. So like, we did. We we got it back. She rolls an insight check of uh, 17. (laughs) (laughs) 
can I counter that? Sure. <laughs> Pretty sure I have good deception. I got plus one. I rolled an 18 plus one. Okay, cool. So a tree with legs or without legs? I don't know where we landed on that. No legs. No legs. So just a tree. Just mm-hmm. just found it wedged in a tree. Uh, that's weird. Okay, well, as long as you all brought it back. So uh, obviously you all can go talk to Daryl, collect your uh, credits for this, but I do need to talk to you all about Drundu. What happened to the little guy? Uh, well, he's in the hospital ward at the moment. I think it might be... I think it might be best for you to hear it from him. He's more clear-headed now. You might want to go talk to him and get the story. I want to. I want to roll an investigation check real quick, silently, that I, I'm looking around the room to see the trap door in the office. All right, I'll give you advantage because uh, I'll have. I'll say that Klug would have like told you where it is. Okay, and I have plus six investigation if that's what I'm rolling Jesus. on to. So. Um, I got a seven plus six, Ooh, that's very good. which is 13 plus advantage. So you get to roll again. Okay. That time I got a 10 plus six. Clue pointed out that it's something under her desk. And, but from this angle where you are, you're still not seeing it. You guys are on, you know, the, the front end of her desk and just looking around, you're not really seeing any kind of indications or markings of it. Okay. Well, we're, we're. I guess we know where the hospital ward is. Is he in the hospital ward right now? Awake? Like, can we go see him? Yeah, he's uh, completely lucid now. Some, uh, somewhat lucid. Uh, he's. Why don't you? Why don't, a lot of there's gaps in his memories. Um, why don't you walk us there and fill us in on what you know? So I've got. I've been getting weather reports from dozens of cities, but yeah, I can spare a couple minutes. Yeah, I can come with you all. I'm going to fake. A uh, an appendix explosion in my abdomen. <laughs> well, that's a funny way to say that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Clyde, we should get you to the medical ward ASAP. My pit, no, no, don't move me. No, we got to get you to the medical ward like right <laughs> no. away. No, this happens all the time. <laughs> It'll pass. It's either my appendix or gas. Just give it a minute. No, we're going to get you right to the the medical ward. Let's go. No, no. Don't you move me. No, we're all going to... Come on. Everybody grab a leg. No. And an arm. No. We're going to carry him. No. We're going to get him to the medical ward. No. We can't lose Clyde. There's no way I can pick him up. I'm going to start flailing and swinging. This happened in Estradu. Okay? We just just left him. 20 minutes, he was good to go. (laughs) I'm going to bend down and tie my shoe. Okay, well, I i mean, I could carry him by myself. You all aren't going to help me? Like, we need to get him to the hospital if he's... Like, I cannot pick him up. I tell you I tell you now. Can somebody sleep me? I can. No. I, out of character. <laughs> you didn't hear that. Um, <laughs> I, so, look. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to, like... I'm going to bonk you on the back of the head when she's not <laughs> looking and make you... Just okay. Knock you out for a minute. Like, look, he just needs to sleep it off. Okay. Is that an unarmed strike? That's an unarmed strike. So cool. I'll take like what? Six damage? Five damage. <laughs> Sweet. Do I need to even roll for that? Uh, not if he's going to let you hit him. So she's, look, she's looking away, and as soon as she turns away for a split second, I just right on the back okay. of the head. N- now he's passed out. We definitely need look, to get him just, to the hospital ward. He just needs to sleep it off. This has happened so many <laughs> times. It's okay. Well, okay. Well, well, Danny at the medical ward will be able to, you know, look let's after. Let's just let's just go see what you're gonna do. And then and we're we already going to the medical ward. Why would you not bring this guy that's having a medical attack? It just it makes sleep. no sense. <laughs> it makes zero sense. I'm telling you right now, it makes zero sense for us to not take him to the medical ward while we're going to the medical ward, and he's having a medical attack. It's normal. If it makes well, you feel any better, if it this makes you feel any better, approach. I will stay here <laughs> this with him. Is out until... of character, this is a terrible idea to get you to not go to the medical wing. <laughs> I was trying to tie my shoe to stay behind. It didn't work. This is not going to work. Look, if it makes you feel any better, I'll stay with him till he comes to, and I'll help him down to the medical wing. I can help you help him to the medical wing right now. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> out of character. So obviously, I need to fucking wake up. 
Because this isn't working. <laughs> okay, yeah, you can. Yeah. Uh, I, I will say, like, six damage wouldn't have really knocked you out. You could have, like, pretended or whatever, but... Yeah. Um, so you could, like, be hearing this whole conversation. But while all this is going on, say I wake up and have you guys help me to medical, but, like, Mer- I, Merlin stays behind unnoticed. Yeah. He's small. He could sneak and hide. You know, what was that, Professor? Professor Wick's carrying you. From the back, and we'll carry yeah. your legs from the front, so she's facing All right. us. <clears throat> All right, so back in it. I'm gonna wake. I'm gonna wake up. Like, uh, uh, uh. guys, wake. Alteryx, help me to medical. We we got this you. Is the, we got you. It's the real one. Wait, you grab his arms, Professor. Wake. I'll grab his legs. All right, I got him. All right, let's let's get him there. All right, quick, quick, go, go, go. You all are carrying him down towards the medical wing. Y'all make it in the medical wing, and uh, you see a tiefling female that is kind of a- actively taking care of Drundu as she looks up and sees you all approaching. Another one? He fainted. Another uh, one. Yeah, he's having some really bad. <laughs> he's having some really bad stomach pains. Okay, well, put him on the bed right there. I'll be to him just a minute. I'm making sure Drundu's okay. Remember, Merlin, you're not here. All right. Uh, what scene? Do, uh, let's do. Let's do. Uh. Uh, Merlin scene. Uh, for it. Merlin, you're back in her office unnoticed. I'm going to go behind her uh, desk and investigate. All right, roll it. I got a 14. 14. Um, from this side of the desk, you actually can see these markings that looks like her desk has been slid out, like pushed forward towards the door and then like pulled back like multiple times. I'm going to push it towards the door then and see if it reveals something. Yeah, as soon as you do that, you can see these clear indications around that would give away a trap door. <laughs> I'm going to enter the trap oh, door. Oh, God. Uh, you swing it open and you see a ladder that goes straight down. Uh, Klug does a 007 secret agent uh, roll into the room and looks around. And he sees Merlin just standing at the uh, the lip of the ladder going down to the vault. All right, so so we're in it. They got wake away. Uh, are you ready for this? I'm telling you, Merlin, it's it's going to be pretty dangerous down there. I think I'm ready. If you're accompanying me, I think we could do this. All right, well, lead the way. Well, I don't know where I'm going. Can't you down the, the ladder? Down the ladder. It's one <laughs> direction. Okay, I'll lead the way. Whatever. Uh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, he climbs down the ladder. So, guys, I think we're gonna. I'm gonna stop you all there. Uh, we've got two different paths diverging at the moment. Uh, running out of time. I think we're gonna go ahead and have you all hit level seven. So the next part of the interlude, you all will be level seven, like going forward. Uh, so who wants to talk about what they got at level seven? Merlin, you're at the top of my Zoom window. You want to talk about what you well, got at level why seven? Am I at the top? I don't know. <laughs> at level six, I got Radiant Soul. Um, I can leak into my celestial. Allows me to serve as a conduit of radiant energy. I'm resistant to radiant damage now. And if I cast anything that does radiant or fire, I can add my charisma modifier, I think, which is plus four right now. Oh, nice. Nice. Um, to one of the targets. So if it like hit like multiple oh. targets, I could just do one. And then I just added some spells, which I got. Let me see my spells. Did you not get anything at level seven? Level seven was... I think just an extra spell. Okay. I could pick. I think okay. that was it. And the um the two spells I picked was sickening radiance and revivify. Um revivify is pretty, I mean, basic. Sickening radiance is like a AoE type thing. It's pretty cool. Uh I think we might want to not allow normal resurrection spells. For narrative take revivify off. Yeah, I'm thinking okay. maybe we'll swap that. Uh, we we don't have to we don't have to get what you pick. As I'll a swap it. Now. But okay. um, 
I also got um, uh, what is it? Invocation. I got the book of secrets or whatever. It like goes into my main book. I got some your book that you um, checked ritual out spells. Yeah, I got some ritual spells put into that, and I picked find familiar and alarm. So what familiar do you got? I got some kind of little spiders, like a little tarantula. <laughs> tarantula. <laughs> oh, dude, Barry's gonna shit his pants anytime you call him bomb. That oh, thing. does he not like spiders? Barry oh, fucking hates spiders, spiders, dude. Spiders, dude. Hate oh man, hate especially him. fucking tarantulas. He's missing one foot though, and he's got little <laughs> booties on. That's, that's even fucking worse. He's that a seven-legged spider. Oh, like, dude, that is worse. Spider. He's got little booties yeah, on. Yeah, don't be surprised if your spider gets smushed. I'd say he's about like. The biggest world spider you'd ever see. Goliath bird eating spider. I'm stepping yeah. on uh, him. Uh, as soon as no. I fucking see him, I'm killing him. Whoops. As big as a plate. Uh, nope. nope. All tracks about to whoops it and smoosh it. He's always like up in my sleeve, hiding in my shirt. Uh, dude, that's dude. fucking terrible. Uh, that's fucking terrifying, dude. <laughs> He's just going to walk around with a big old fucking gargantuan just, tarantula on your body. He massages my back all the time. <laughs> oh, dude, Mer- Merlin is now the scariest <laughs> D&D character I've ever met. Oh, dude. Dude. I think that's pretty much all I got. Though. If Altrix ever tries to, uh, if he ever tries to smush him, I'll put my Roboido in front of him. <laughs> yeah, he'll die. He'll take the two. Oh, that'd be funny if people knew what your Roberto does. Hey, Clyde, we'll do yours next. What did you get at level at six? Level six, seven? I got Spirit Shield, which is the guardian spirits that aid you can provide supernatural protection to those you defend. If you are raging and another creature you can see within 30 feet of you takes damage, you can use your reaction to reduce the damage by 2d6. And then 3, 3d6 at 10th really nice. level. 46 to 14. And then I got my feral instinct, which is uh, your instincts are so honed that you have advantage on initiative rolls. Additionally, if you are surprised at the, if you are surprised at the beginning of a combat and are, are not incapacitated, you can act normally on your first turn, but only if you enter your rage before doing anything else on that turn. Yeah. So pretty much you can't be surprised, which yeah. is, Really big deal. Can't scare me. Expe- especially with uh, uh, advantage on initiative. Um, so, yes. <laughs> so, you could use your Spirit Guardians, uh, <laughs> Roberto, to uh, protect. Um, hey, hey, Merlin, what's your tarantula's name? I don't know that yet. He hasn't told me. Okay, he hasn't told you. Oh, he okay, fucking we'll- talks too? Ah, <laughs> uh, name it Little nope. Duder. His name's Stu. You Stu, better enjoy Stu. him for this little bit of an interlude between this episode and next, because he's not going to last. I can tell you. <laughs> he's going to last a good 10 minutes into the next episode <laughs> until Aldrich tries to smoosh him. Can he revivify his familiar? Okay, that's the one person you can't revivify. Aldrich, <laughs> uh, what did you get at level 6 and 7? Uh, level six, I got an aura of protection, which just it makes it to where any friendly creature or buddy of mine within ten feet, um, or that's standing within ten feet of me, if I have to or they have to make a wisdom or a saving throw, they gain a bonus to that saving throw equal to my charisma modifier, which is plus two. Um, but I have to be conscious in order for them to get that bonus. I can't be knocked out or anything like that. Uh, at level seven, I got Relentless Avenger, which is my supernatural focus helps me choose or close off a foe's retreat. So when I hit a creature with an opportunity attack, I'm allowed to move up to half my speed immediately after that attack to cut them off from escaping without provoking any opportunity attacks from them. So now if you can picture a seven foot, 600 pound robot is able to run faster than anybody else. It's fucking terrifying. Almost as terrifying as Merlin's body spider. He's got. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. Okay. That one still takes the cake. But yeah. Oh no. I, that's why I said all of us. Oh, and you got one new spell, I think. I did. Right? I was I was able to learn a fifth spell, um, and I just did. Uh, I believe I just did detect good and evil. So any aberrations, um, fiends. Uh, there's a couple other different things. If if they're in 
vicinity of me. I think it's within 10 feet. For the duration, if there's an aberration, celestial, elemental, fey, fiend, or undead within 30 feet of me, I will. I can detect it, and I can also detect where they are if they are concealed magically or consecrated or desecrated, it says. Yeah. Um, and you also got one more second level spell slot. And uh, Uba, what you get? I, I think I only got one thing when I updated. I think you got um new like inventions. What are they called? Um gadgets. Contraptions. Infusion? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, infusion. I think I only got called. one. Um so you got a new infusion and then you also got a new at level six, you got a new wand prototype. Ooh. Did you see that? No, I didn't see that. Uh, so by sixth level, you regularly experiment with channeling different types of magic through wands. Whenever you finish a long rest, um, you can touch a non-magical wooden wand. And um, when you do so, you invest it with one artificer cantrip of your choice. Even if you don't know it, it boils down to you getting one more artificer cantrip. But it's put into this magic wand. But it's like you learned one more cantrip. Right. And then also, yes, another uh, infusion. The infusion that I chose is, where's that? The many-handed pouch. Yes. The infused pouches all share one interdimensional space of the same capacity as a single pouch. Thus, reaching into any of the pouches allows access to the same storage space. A pouch operates as long as it is within 100 miles of another one of the pouches. The pouch is otherwise empty and won't accept the contents. If this infusion ends, the items stored in the shared space move into one of the pouches determined at random. The rest of the pouches become empty. That's going to be really fun. Oh, man, you can actually prepare three more spells than you've got right now. Dang. Dang. Uh, you've, uh, right now, you've got four out of seven prepared spells, and you can learn one more cantrip. You've only got to do a two right now. Um, if you want, we could go ahead, and since this is going to be a two-part interlude now, we can talk about that at the end of uh, part two, unless you want to pick your spells now. I I would like to pick my spells now. I got a question with the group. Would you guys prefer... Wall of Fire or Guardian Ooh. of Faith? Oh, those are two really good I spells, picked two. Man. You guys picked the winner. Uh, Guardian of Faith. A large spectacle guardian appears, hovers, yada, yada, yada. Shaped like a unicorn. Well, that's just, that's just a bunch of silly stuff. Yeah, probably a <laughs> unicorn standing in front of you with a unicorn. Um, Okay, any creature... Hostile to you that moves into the space within 10 feet of the Guardian. Uh, for the first time, must succeed on a deck save. The creature takes 20 radiant damage on a fail or half as much on a success. Whoa. And the Guardian vanishes after it's dealt 60 damage. Ooh. Um, wall of Fire is like probably more of a CC. You could probably put it up and... You know, people probably wouldn't go through that wall. How much damage does that do, though? Um, make a wall up to 60 foot long, 20 foot high, 5d8 damage, or half as much on a success. Ooh. So it pretty much boils down to 5d8 damage or a guaranteed 20 damage. But 60 max. It maxes out. Yeah, this but yeah. does not max out, and it concentrates an entire battle for a whole minute. So I don't know. Yeah. So we're talking out of character right now. So whatever you three think would be best for Merlin. Wall of fire. He puts a big wall down. If anybody walks through it, they take five D eight big firewall guardian. He puts a unicorn down in the middle of an five D eight damage. No, five D eight damage. Nah, fuck a unicorn. And I think you should go with guardian of faith because Unicorn. Not only is it 20 damage, it's 30 feet range, but it stays. Ten. Well, you can move it, can't you? Oh, oh yeah, range, 30 feet. What yeah, the 30 F feet. am I saying 10 feet? Yeah, it's, well, it's any hostile that moves within 10 feet of the Guardian first the, for the first time has to pass a oh, constitution yeah, yeah. save. 
But it also, I would go with the Guardian of Faith because it vanishes after it's dealt a total of 200 damage. So it can fuck shit up for a while before it goes away. Total of 60 damage. Well, I don't know what the fuck I'm reading here. <laughs> this, is, this is the fandom D&D 5e wiki. Oh, yeah. You want to go to D&D Beyond. Uh, get it. If you see a freaking flaming wall, would you come near it? I wouldn't Guardian come near of it. Faith, duration, eight hours. Eight. I'll definitely oh, go up oh, to Unicorn. Eight, see, I don't even know what I'm reading, man. Eight hours. All right. All right. I picked it. All right, uh, Ubo, do you want to uh, reveal your spells in part two of this intro? Yeah, that's fine. So, everybody, we'll uh, you guys can see what happens in two weeks. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Toodles. Hey, it's me, your Dungeon Master, Adam DeWeese again, and guess what? It's time to say thank you to, A, all of our listeners, and a special thank you to all of our current patrons. So thank you, Rachel, a.k.a. Dragonbait, Tiana, Ryan P., Jason Pravat, Danny T., Not Ironclaw, Sofa Kingdom, Jeremy Fair, Brittany D., Bradley M., Dwayne the Big Muscle Man from the Lawful Stupid Podcast, Uncle Scott Chainsaw, Brian Bridges, Jurundu, Undead Monkey, Danny M, Remus S, The Nerd Asylum, Roland L, John Lorber, and Naomi Sweet. Thank you all so much for keeping this show going. Uh, thank you, Remus S, for being our new patron. Welcome to the team. Your support means the world to all of us. And as of this episode going out, it's actually uh, Patron Appreciation Day. So we're going to be throwing together a short video thanking all of our patrons. Probably put it all over our social media and probably also put on a Patreon page. If you want to join Team Patreon and get a bunch of cool bonus content, access to some uh, super secret channels on our Discord server. That Discord server is bit.ly slash one shot Discord. You can head over to patreon.com slash one shot onslaught or bit.ly slash halfway to Patreon. Both of those will get you up to our Patreon page where every single dollar goes right back into the show. No matter if you pledge $1 a month to our max tier, $30 a month, every single tier helps massively. Uh, and every single tier is eligible for a bunch of really cool stuff, including just playing in a monthly Twitch one-shot with me. We just recorded one uh, a few days ago on last Friday. And it was an absolute blast, and uh, you're eligible to get into those as for as low as $1 a month. And the page supports both of our shows, this show and One Shot Onslaught, our other show, where we play through one-shot modules from dmsguild.com. So uh, definitely check it out. It definitely helps. Um, a couple other ways to support the show, obviously tweeting about us, telling friends about us, just mentioning us on social media. Uh, if you tell one friend about us, that is that is gigantic for us going to our shop at bit.ly slash halfway to etsy and picking up some merchandise from there that's a huge for two reasons one you've got merch that then you can wear around and show off and it's really cool merch in my opinion not biased at all and then two uh we get a small percentage of those profits kicked back which again goes right back in the show you could also sponsor an episode of the show uh, where we will give a uh, mid-roll shout-out for you for either a business or a personal message. Um, you can either email us at oneshotonslot at gmail.com directly, or you can go over to halfwaytoheroes.com slash sponsorships. Uh, both of those ways will get you in contact with us so that we can set up what kind of message you want and who you want to read the message. And then uh, another massive one huge absolutely huge is leaving us ratings and reviews on itunes that does so much for us across uh, apple Podcasts. it uh charts us and uh, just gets more eyes on us it's it's a lot more important than you may think so definitely if you have not yet and you have an apple account it would mean the world to us for you to do that and we will uh read it on the show too here at the end 
Um, I've been talking a lot. I want to let you all get over to the outtakes for this episode. Again, I can't thank you all enough for just listening to the show. It really, really makes us feel good that you're enjoying something that uh, we're putting out. And it makes me feel good, especially as it's my first ever homebrew. And I'm really liking that people are enjoying it. Uh, so thank you. Uh, next week is our Thanksgiving episode for One Shot Onslaught. If you have never listened to One Shot Onslaught before, I would jump in right to this episode coming out next Tuesday. Uh, it'll be worth it and it'll get you in the Thanksgiving spirit. And then uh, we will talk to you on here in two weeks. Bye, everybody. Wait. How many orbs are there? There's four total. We only have two. How many of there of us? Four of us. God damn it. We can each attune to one. That was meant to be. <laughs> yeah, and Barry, she did not send him with you guys. You guys kidnapped him. <laughs> and oh, then yeah. when you were on the boat, told her that you guys he wouldn't be back for 14 days. That's right. <laughs> I forgot about that. And you never told her why you kidnapped him, but she was busy with Jerondu, so... Yeah, just fish. I what else was on? I I gave you guys like a fish. lunch list, and I, I yeah, fish just fish and more <laughs> and fish. fish. It's all on Merlin's shoulders to save the day now. Yeah, when are, when are we play well, this again. A majestic goose podcast. Honk.